like the great Q-Tip said, with speed, I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child, jack of all spades, CLT. You know what it is, you know the vibes. I be the boy, the beloved one, DJ Spellman. To my right, Hempstead's own, Banks on the Beat. Hey, Banks on the Beat. Blue Water Banks, uh, thankful, grateful to be here. Under circumstances, you know. Appreciate you, my boy. To the left, we got Mr. DRC himself, Proud of Africa, Ken YBB. Hey, Proud of Africa, YBB, shout out DRC, always, always, always. No other country we after we shout out today? Nah, I'm gonna keep with DRC today. Oh, Next podcast, up. we go somewhere else. <laughs> pick up, pick up. All right, gentlemen. We here. Year of our Lord. 2020. 2020. Year of clear vision. Clear vision. <laughs> 30 days in. 30 days in. Keep it going. Shoot. The energy rolling. They say January was the longest year of this. <laughs> the <Six> longest. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like you said, six months has only been one month. But a great start to the new year. So what are we talking about today, man? What are we doing for the people? We'll get into some, uh, some, some good vibes, getting some black excellence, getting some, some love, you know, it's love month. We're going to talk about our people, for our people, for us, by us, you know what it is. A little food action. All right. Well, you know, sad to say that we got to start this podcast off on on a sad note, you know, carrying some some energy for for a large population of the people. As you all know, we lost Kobe Bryant, you know, in a helicopter accident, not just Kobe, but his daughter and then seven other individuals. Definitely a tragedy for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, to tell you the truth, we were supposed to record, uh, we were supposed to record a podcast, right, but then, uh, that, that happened. It, it pushed things back and like, you, it was crazy. And uh, I remember like, I was, I was at Campus North End and like everything just kind of stopped. Everybody's on their phones, kind of stopped, and we looked at each other like, "Yo, yo, Kobe died." And then like, Kobe died, and then just started traveling and traveling and traveling. Everybody we walked across like, "Oh, yo, Kobe died," and Kobe died. We all just—it was crazy. It felt unreal, bro, because it's like one of our legends, one of our heroes, and somebody who instills the, you know, the good habits of every day and working hard. And you know, you don't imagine that, you know, somebody like that. I mean, you know, everybody got to die one day, but. You know, a freak accident like that, and to hear the reports and TMZ pushing it first, it, it was hard to believe at first. It was the same thing when Nipsey passed. Like, yeah. nobody really believed it at first, and then the story just started coming out and start hit home a little bit. Yeah, man, we lost a legend at 41 years of age, man. And I think it hit people so hard because, of course, he was a great competitor, but he was, we were really seeing that other side of Kobe, like Kobe the family man, Kobe. Right. The man doing it in the community, like just giving back. You would think somebody with his stature would just be all about him and his money, but he was so willing to give back, not just to the community, but to younger players, just giving them advice and just being that right. that big brother for the whole NBA. And yeah, it's I, I'm not even going front. I shed some tears with my along with my family on that day because, like you said, when. The text came through. You thought, nah, this ain't real. You know, they, they say people die all the time. All the time. And some mm-hmm. fake, fake news stuff. But it, it definitely hit hit this brother hard over here. Same, same. Had the same effect. 
I was, I was, but I wonder about one thing: though. how did TMZ knew that quick, and everybody didn't know? You know how I think with Hollywood reporting, a lot of times they got different sources and yeah. here and there. And I mean, it's L.A., so I mean, I would imagine they probably got in touch with who they had to get in touch with that worked with whatever helicopter companies or. I think that's just the way it's gone, but um, I was upset with it just because, especially when you heard from that source first, and then you also heard that, hey, TMZ reported this before the family even knew. Exactly. So, you know, it, it made me, it started to make me think about the times we live in, and, and you know, people got to have compassion for others, bro. Like, you can't be out here just doing that to people's families like that, just for a story and clicks. And I think we all can take heed to that message you just said, like more compassion, but just being good to people. Like we need to just be good people. Right. But you know, let's 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 get off of that, man. Like rest in peace, Kobe, rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace, all the all the families affected by that. Cause it's not just the families, it's the people that the ones that died touch. So that reaches yeah, right. like, real big, man. So big reach. that's that's a worldwide type of deal. But bring like these vibes back up. You know, back up. February, you know, the the month of black history mm -hmm. and not only black history happens this month, but mm -hmm. we have Valentine's Day. So, you know, someone to call love, you know, whatever your, your situation is. And I definitely want to touch on that. Like we're going to shout out Valentine's Day. But even if you don't have the significant other ladies, you still special. You know, we love you. I tell you right here, we love you. We Keep know. doing your thing. When nobody's watching, man, you gotta have that private, private yes, victories before the public ones. So, Self love. Yeah, Self -love. Just, just don't think because he ain't answering that text back. He ain't calling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. It might be right. Him. Right. It's a fact. So on that note, you know how we like to do the music thing thing a little bit. Yeah. Read on it. I got a few tracks that I definitely want to highlight for February, you know, Valentine's Day, like we just mentioned. And I'm gonna give you a couple reasons, or I'll give you a few reasons why I chose these songs. And I guess we'll go around and just see what songs hit us in this month of love. So first track I want to touch on is Common, The Light. And as you heard in Big Rich's episode, yep. <laughs> I am the value brand Common, obviously. <laughs> but that track sampled that Bobby Caldwell. And the reason I chose Common, The Light, he has a line in there that says, it don't take a whole day to recognize sunshine. So for the ladies, just know you you are that light in some brother's life or you know, however you get down. And for the brothers out there, you better stop playing. You got a good one on your on you in front of you, you better not it don't take a whole day to recognize up. Yeah, <laughs> sunshine. So Do don't play do. no games. Alright, second track I, I definitely wanna touch on and highlight is Stevie Wonder, man. That's one of my favorite artists of all time, but the song is called These Three Words. And if you don't know what those three words are, it's I love you. So that's self-explanatory for why I chose it for the February. So BJ the Chicago Kid. Yeah, he has a track called Perfect, and it samples that fab and Jeremiah, that slim thick, and you know. Of course, it hollers that chorus like that body perfect in my mind. No, just you, you are perfect the way you are. Stop comparing yourself to the IG models, to the girl at the job. You know what I mean? You got it. Like, like we talked about it earlier, self love, but you got it. You already got everything you need with you. Is that a new record? Nah, it's an old track. It's an older okay. track. I ain't catch that. Definitely one. check it out, man. It's definitely one for today. Like, yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. 
So then I got Neo okay. <laughs> off the first album. All right. Get that get get down like that. And I chose it because you know it's more for the men, but it's also for the women knowing what they bring to the table. The song was about how, you know, Neo had a girl, this other girl was trying to, you know, get at him. He's like, nah, I got a girl, I can't get down like that. So, you know, hashtag black men don't cheat. We just gonna keep it low. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, sexy love when you said Neil for a second. That's what I was going to say. But I had to hit you with the, with the behind the, behind the back fast. All right, so a couple more tracks. We got Drake featuring Lloyd off that World Renowned So Far Gone, but the track is A Night Off. And just that whole concept, like everybody's about getting their money. But for me to say, you know what, babe, I'm going to take a night off for you. That means I'm putting you above everything else. And I just think that's a good message to, to carry on in this month of love. And then, of course, the last track I wanted to touch on is that J. Cole and Miguel, that power trip. Because, you know, they say they don't want to show emotions. And then, you know, that chorus, everybody know that line. Would you believe me if I told you I was in love? Baby, I want you to love me. Like... That's just, yeah, that's just what it is, man. Like, I don't know why everybody want to do that club roll, man. Take no motion. We're going to get there. We know. We're going to get there. Soon come. Soon come. We already know. They'll, they'll but, see it. But how y'all feeling about this month of love, man? What tracks really speak to y'all that, that you want to highlight? You done said all the tracks, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, all this good music in the world, man. I know y'all got nah. more than that. No, no, I'm saying you really good the music. I'm not, I'm not that you know crafty with the music like that. That's a lie. That is a lie. The lie detector says <laughs> determines. That was a lie. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I'm gonna defer the banks. <laughs> I mean, for me, man, um, I do a lot of older digging too. So um, I went through that D'Angelo for a minute. Um, DJ just posted uh, "Lady." That was the joint. Okay, yeah. Um, Cruising is another joint for me though. That's, that's my shit. Cruising's um, nice. Outside of that, a lot of Anderson Pac, Free Nationals. Um, I went back to my fab shit because you know I, I get all my R and B, but sometimes I need like a I need a balance. I, I need that hard shit in there a little bit so I can tell Shorty how I feel at the same time. So I, I get into my fab a lot. So into use the can't leave you alone. Those joints. So that's that's my flavor right now. Just like a class when the kid don't got the answer, we're gonna come back to him. <laughs> Baby, what's, what's going on? You in the back, sir. Yeah, the kid's gonna stay still in this nook. <laughs> blink, blink. <laughs> but I definitely wanna say this, you know, we, we talking about these, you know, these tracks and you know, in honor of February, but just putting it out there to the world, man, for the for the gentlemen. Just don't treat your girl right on February the fourteenth, nah, man. Like February all is times, the, is all the month, but yes, yeah. every single day you need to show that woman why she's special to you. Like, let's, let's Every day ain't gonna be perfect, but yeah, true that. It ain't gotta be big too. It don't, it don't require spending a whole lot of money. It can be small things. You just gotta know what she's into. It could be like making her coffee or something. It's just little small yeah, things. Yeah, to show some effort. To show some effort. You know. Yeah. I mean, so as far as that, is there any like women we want to highlight? You know what? I think I want to highlight Issa Rae because she's she's like a really good model to follow. I'm gonna tell you why. Because um, the first time I came across her, my sister told me about it when she had a little YouTube series, uh, Insecure Black Girl, right? She mm -hmm. had that series going on. And then, um, of course, that evolved and it got to uh, Insecure. Uh, Insecure, got to that. 
And then um, I noticed, I heard another story about her too, how she you know, bought some property in Inglewood and she transformed into a coffee shop in, in Inglewood. So I was like, that's pretty cool. She's doing her things. Like that's her, her steps. It's a, a good model to follow for other women. It's like, hey, you know what? I might not be doing the same thing you know, Issa Rae is doing, but if I had the same vigor and if I had the same determination, I could do my own thing. I could follow through with my own plans and my own steps. It's just a little, you know, little blueprint to follow. That's why I want to big up Issa Rae on that because ain't too many women out there doing that, period. Right. You know, right. so, so it's like, you know, I like to big up her on that. And she's got a movie coming, that photographer movie. And I also heard on the low that she's starting maybe a record label or something of the sort. Mm. Which is, you know, because I know during Insecure on the show, yeah. there was a lot of uh, new artists. Yeah, and new, yeah, music you never heard. You're like, yo, who that? So I ended up checking out a couple of them, but I had heard that uh, she might be starting a venture like that. I wouldn't be a bad look because she got the ear for music. Yeah, like, all yeah, her music right? be hitting on, on the shows. I don't watch too many of them, but when I do watch them, it, it, it hits. <laughs> and then, so as far as speaking, like, you know, her, because she's kind of sort of like our modern day leader now. You see what I'm saying? Because um, we could talk about the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's, all that good stuff, right? right. But, but we got to look at, you know, who's it? Who's now for us? Who's going to be, when history's wrote by our time frame, who's going to be highlighted in that? I think she would be one of those be highlighted. I think uh, Tyler Perry, you know, got his own studio on Atlanta. Right. He'll be highlighted. Um, a lot of folks don't like Dame Dash banter, but if you kind of like, if you could cipher through it, there are a lot of good points he make as far as like you know trying to create and own your own work. Right. No. Absolutely. Yeah. He's got you know he have a lot of banter. But he's got to cipher through it. Um, another one that comes to mind too is uh, Steve Stout. And I'm gonna tell you why. Cause a couple days ago, I was up and I usually play interviews to go to sleep. So it's around like three in the morning, and I figured you know, I'm gonna go ahead and play this Steve Stout interview on the Breakfast Club, and I'll fall asleep to it. And so I'm in the bed, I'm playing it, and I didn't fall asleep to it. I was actually listening to what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, he was telling the story that him and Dame Dash had and how Dame Dash wanted to sign Clue. But he was like, you know, kind of bull BSing with it. And Steve Stout came in and said, hey, you ain't got a deal to DJ Clue. And he went ahead and signed him like that. He, he got it done with Columbia. So I'm yeah, like, you know what? the value. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Why am I bull, why am I BSing? I got out the bed and I made a made a video. You know how we you know we do the videos for our, right. for the for the for the, for the uh, podcast episodes. So you know, Sesco already had the slides made, and so you know I'm got the bed. I'm gonna go ahead and make a video. I made the video and I went ahead and I sent it out to my girl first. I always send her out the videos first so she can see it, and I send it out to y'all guys so y'all check it out. But yeah, like you know what, I gotta be more. I gotta be more in tune and actually follow through with my my goals and what I'm saying I'm gonna do as opposed to being as opposed to procrastinating, you know, but that's my few that I, I want to, I, I think is our modern day black history leaders when everything's said and done. I, I definitely know. understand that. I mean, you want to, sometimes you got to go search for that inspiration when you don't have it. You yeah. got to find it in things you'll be interested in. And a lot of times we look at our leaders or people that are, are making moves that look like us and, mm -hmm. you know, um, can bring a different perspective to us. Um, as far as me, it's, it's uh, Steve Stout. I enjoyed that too, and he uh, is working for the Knicks now. Oh yeah, slight right there. <laughs> yeah, we suck. But um, outside of that, man, uh, of course, always the Jay Z's. Especially what's going on as far as the NFL mm -hmm. and the um, the social injustices. I know he got a hard time over it when it first was announced, but 
don't know if anybody had seen is um, for the commercial. He'll be putting the light on different injustices that'll be happening. So, you know, we all big on commercials during the Super Bowl. We always hear about them. But to see this put in the middle of that is important. While everybody's eyes is going to be on the big thing that's going on. True. All right. Well, definitely a couple of people I want to highlight. Because as soon as somebody talking about, you know, who got the most money, you're probably going to hear a Jeff Bezos. You'll probably hear a Bill Gates, a Warren Buffett. But, you know, they don't really talk about who's getting it for the African-American community or just the Africans in general. Somebody might say, well, Michael Jordan is probably the richest black man on Oprah. But I want to put you on a little bit of game, man. It's a Nigerian brother, Aliko Dangote. He is the richest African in the world. Yes, sir. And he's got the second highest award in Nigeria. They call it the GCON. So he's the grand commander of the Order of the Nigel. So in relation to the Akon? Nah. Is G-Con and Akon? Nah, I don't think so. We can have a research team check on that. Then um most recently, the NFL Awards, since it's the hundred year, you know, for the NFL, Calais Campbell, he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And if you know anything about Walter Payton, you know what he stood for, just integrity, you know, pushing people forward, just all around, you know, all things positive and you know that that hits home with me. Uh, Calais Campbell, who is that? Who he play for? He plays for Jacksonville right now. Okay. He's a current Jacksonville Jaguar. I mean, he's a defensive end, but dude's like six seven, so he's he's big in it. <laughs> I, I think I remember seeing him now that you yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, man. But he started a foundation, man. It's named after his father, man, who he lost when he was seventeen years old. So this foundation enhances the community through the teaching of critical life skills to young people. So when you you know what I'm about, y'all know where I work at. People. If if you helping out the youth, man. I'm you definitely on my on my my spotlight, man. I'm I'm following the thing that you're doing. So definitely want to big up Calais Campbell. We're talking about modern day people making Black history in, no. in the present. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 history right there. Then of course, man. Well, maybe not of course because not a lot of people know about this brother I'm about to speak on. But Clarence Avant. I know if you go to Netflix, uh-huh. there's a documentary about him called The Black Godfather. Yes, sir. And this man has so much influence. And like I said, you're not going to hear his name. But like Pusha T said, if you know, you know, man. Yeah. This this brother has managed musicians. He's opened up record labels. He actually had the first African-American FM radio station. Man, he, just like Calais Campbell, his whole mission, he said his job was to push us forward. Us being, you know, African-Americans, people of black descent. All that good stuff, but he had a lot of influence with Hollywood, so he was helping us out, but also working with everybody else, man. And that's kind of like the the message I'm always for. Like, of course, I'm about helping everybody. You got good intentions, I'm you going, but you know I got to take care of the home I know too. So the the, the young boys and young girls that look like me, you know, I'm definitely gonna big them up with with a vengeance. So he's definitely somebody who, when when it's all said and done. And we're looking at the current times, the you know late, you know late two thousands to you know this this century. Clarence Avant's name will definitely be at the top of the list, of course, with a Barack Obama, you know, first black president. We can never forget that, man. Big up. But yeah, that's definitely some some modern day black history being made, you know, each and every day. Okay, for sure, for sure. Huh. Yeah, we came well. We gotta bring Kobe back in the mix as well too. Bring Kobe back in there. Uh, you mentioned Jay Z, so we gotta bring in Diddy, of course. And you know, Diddy with his whole 
um, emerges with the uh, black excellence theme. Mm -hmm. That's his big thing he's trying to push now. Um, which, you know, I have some questions about that. Because I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a, I'm not, I'm not a double-edged sword, but it's, it's hypocritical, you know, this whole situation they got going on with Mace, if y'all know about it, as far as, his, you know, publishing. Like, he owns, you know, Mace Publishing. He was trying to buy it back from him. Well, on in that story, yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but it started, I think, from what, the Grammy speech, right? Yeah, from the Grammy speech. Yeah, we okay. put in contents. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the Grammy speech, he was um, basically quoting, well, I can't really quote it because I don't know word for word, but um, he was basically telling us, telling the Grammys that they had 365 days to do right by us, how artists are kind of jerked around as far as the Grammys, how these people who are on the panel are dictating so much, but they have nothing to do with the art form of how this is done and what it takes to put into this. So, you know, how do they have so much control over what people think and do and just where everything is placed? So he was speaking on that and everything going about the wrong way and how we need to step forward in that. And I think your conversation is saying with Mace, Mace was saying what? He was saying if you want the Grammys to do right by us, you yourself have to do right by your artists. Because Mace was trying to buy back his publishing because Diddy owned his publishing. Right. He offered up $2 million to buy the publishing back. And basically Diddy was saying, hey, I got this guy in Europe who's offering me X amount of dollars. If you can match that price and I'll sell it to you back. And then so basically... Mace feel like he's, you know, dangling the carrot over his head kind of thing. That sounds pretty foul, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of hypocritical. So, I mean, is it really black excellence all the way? You, you can't just champion, like, I feel like you can't really champion black excellence like that if you're not, you know, want to do right by your own. Or if you want Grammys to do right by you. I mean, don't we do this to each other on a consistent basis? Like, we're always with that crab-in-a-bucket mentality. Even though, I mean... This situation is, is definitely unique because Diddy is such a high-profile person. Correct. But on a, a micro level, we, we undercut each other. We talk junk about each other all the time. Like, that seems to be the norm. I mean, like, just cut on your, your – or get on your, your apps or get on whatever website. Mm -hmm. You're going to see a lot of us talking bad about us. So if we really want to talk about black excellence – we really need to start the conversation of how can we push us all forward instead of, oh, this person's getting it and I want to talk junk about them or you know, just anything like that. I mean, you already know how I feel about it. Yeah, I think with things like that, I mean, I agree with you. It starts with ourselves too. But on a bigger scale, I heard another conversation go on where they were talking about this and says that it's not any different from anybody else in the industry on how this is handled as far as people's publishing being bought. Like, there's a balance in how this is done because, okay, say uh, Diddy signed an artist today and took some of his publishing rather than the artist go get a deal by himself somewhere. He'd probably be quicker to make the money with Diddy than he would by himself. So that's going to bring your value to a, a higher point. But at the same time, it's the playing field has to be leveled. You can't have the conversation you had at the Grammys yeah. and, and then fall short on this end. Mm -hmm. So I do. I think it has a lot to do with that. And what DJ is saying, as far as you know, that whole like it starts at the, at the micro level. We had to change that narrative. We we see it a lot. So I think with this Diddy situation, we want to use that as 
Because we, we were so used to seeing us in a crab mentality, you know, crab in a barrel mentality. We're so used to seeing that. So it would have been refreshing if, you know, Diddy took a different approach as far as with the, you know, with the. Him public. being our leader at that. Correct. You know what I'm saying? And he to can show turn a different story. Yeah. To turn the trend. As opposed to just going on the same road all the time as far as, you know, everybody saying, hey, I'm in it for myself. You got to figure out a way. I'm in it for myself, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was his opportunity to go ahead and, you know, shift that current possibly. But, but capitalism. Yeah. Capitalism. I mean, yeah, that's that's true, man. But I feel like a lot of people have the misconception if if I'm getting it, that means you can't get it. When it's really enough for all of us, man. Right. Like, abundance mentality, man. I've spoken about it a few times, but there's enough for all of us to get get some, get a piece of it. And if we're really talking about black excellence and you know community, yeah, we gotta help. You know, each one teach one. Like if I'm getting it. Let me help you to the road to get your success as well. Yeah, it takes a village, a community together. Yeah, that's definitely true. And I think that also, you know, that will also help in seeing more like black establishments or seeing us more so in the producer, producing realm as opposed to the consuming realm. Like I, I was thinking of uh, here in Charlotte, basically. I'm going to use Charlotte as an example. And what's our scope, what's our scene here? We don't really have too, many of a scene, too much of a scene here. If you think about what we have is basically a couple of party promoters, right? Uh, and and that's pretty much it. We have one back. We have one black bank here. Um, I can't think of anything else. But I was thinking about idea, right? What's the What's the name of the black bank? For it's, people uh, that may not know. The name of the black bank is uh, Mechanics and Farmers. Mechanic and Farmers. That's the name of the black bank. It's um, I want to say it's on Beatty's Four. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Mechanics. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Is it based for? Or is it from, it's over close by prices. I'm not too sure. I got to I'll let you, let you know later mm-hmm. on. But um, what I was thinking about, right? We have PME Sporties uh, promoting company. We have King Events, Next Level, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for instance, they were all to work together. Because basically, what they're doing is crowdfunding anyway. Do these parties? It's a bunch of it's a bunch of crowdfunding. Let's say they're all going to business together, right? And say, hey. Let's open up a fine dining establishment. They all put their money. They all put their money together to to make one. You see what I'm saying? And it grows right. from there. And then that way, it kind of turns things to where we're more so on the producer end, as far as the, instead of the consumer. We consume a lot. We we spend a lot of money on a lot on on, on product all the time, but we don't really produce product. Right. So if you if you think on a small scale, we have different cities because there's different things going on in different cities and different states where they have their, I guess, big money makers pulling money together to actually make establishments. That that's that looks like us. Well, let me ask this question. Yeah. Why do we have to wait on those individuals to, to take the lead and do something? Like, what's something that you and I or somebody listening to the podcast right now, how can we be a leader? Why, why wait? Like, I remember Mariah when we had her on she said, I'm tired of asking, you know, for permission. I'm tired of waiting for somebody to give me this this um, opportunity. We just, we need to go out there and start doing, we need to take action. Well, this, us right here, what we're doing now is us taking actions in a sense. But the reason why I mentioned them, because they have more capital. You know, so at the end of the day, it, it makes money, it takes money to make the world go around. So they have most of the capital. It did just pull the money together. And by us going and spending at their business, it, it allows them to have more money. And it grows. But yeah, it takes everybody. I think you're saying this right. We have to have 
more individuals. Bother using them as an example because they have more, more capital, and they're more they're known here. So you know the people people will gravitate to their to their events because they're known here in Charlotte. That's why I put, I put that up out there. It'd be dope if they opened up their own club venue. I mean, we always we have sense. so many clubs though. Like, we, 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 we don't have clubs. No, we don't have clubs. No, no, we don't have clubs. Yeah, I'm thinking you're speaking on black party promoters, so Correct. I would think the best thing for them to do is something in their field, which is, you a know, club? they're going to these other venues and bringing all their people to theirs. You know, if you had your own and you could bring your people to yours, then we're having a different conversation. And you already know the inner workings of how all this does. I mean, it, the most part is probably just, you know, the bar, the security. I'm pretty sure they do all this. So hmm. as far as bringing people out to these clubs and promoting events, they wouldn't have any problem doing it. That's true, but you also want to change the landscape as far as, you know, different things to do, because let's say for the folks who, like, in their 30s, young professionals, who's not really in the club scene, like, when the last time you went to the club? My phone is Zach, when the last time you went to the club? I can't recall the last time I went to the club, but I know the next time I go to the club will be for CIAA. <laughs> Segway King. Segway King. <laughs> I mean, like we, we mentioned, I believe, and... Yeah. The previous episode, mm -hmm. this is the last year of CIAA being in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, aka mm -hmm. Buzz City. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it. We're not doing it for Jesus uh, this year. We're <laughs> going to actually go out and you know in, engage in uh, activities in it. Watch a couple games. Definitely. We should have been to that. Yeah, <laughs> we should have been to watch some that. games. But yeah. But yeah, since you know we are talking about Black History and the CIAA, mm -hmm. you know they have HBCUs, and if you don't know what that stands for. Historically, black college and universities, which I am a, a graduate of. Shout out. Virginia Union University in it. Uh, Livingstone in it. I didn't graduate from there, but I had a great time with Livingstone. North Carolina <laughs> A&T State University, since we're going that far. I mean, you know, you, you got to big it up, man. Like like we were just speaking about the the ownership and stuff, like reaching back to your alumni yeah. to have those opportunities to brainstorm and put stuff together to take action Cause like you were saying, this is kind of like a town hall, but yeah, you know, let me digress a little bit from the CIAA conversation. You know, I've been to many town hall meetings, which we talk about the same issue over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Like we know Charlotte is 50 out of 50 for economic mobility. We know this, this city is historically segregated. Like we have the facts. And then we just, if you open your eyes and see, it's, it's not hard to tell. But it's, it's more so about bringing people together. Like, we can talk about the differences all day, but that doesn't help come to a solution. That doesn't help push us forward. Like, I'll just give an example. When I, you know, plan community service events, I'm bringing everybody together so we can all see that, okay, we can come together for a common goal. Like, yeah. You may be black, you may be Latino, you may be Asian, you may be white, but we're coming together to do something positive. And that can kind of break down some of those stereotypes. Like, okay, well, I thought this about a certain mm -hmm. race, but you know what? Dang, you know, we, we have a lot of things in common. Okay, so maybe what I initially thought was wrong, and maybe if I were more open-minded, I could have more interactions with people that don't look like me, then collaboration happens. Then opportunities get, get, can get created, and then we can push everybody forward. And then pushing everybody forward brings our people out of certain situations. Well, now we, we get these opportunities to increase our capital because now we're learning from other people. You know, we can't have the blind leading the blind. <laughs> It'll never work. 
Nah, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. When you come together for a common goal, I mean, you know, all the bullshit that's on the side don't really matter when you're looking at one thing. Everybody's on the same page. Man, the quote, you know, Tupac, man, we talking about modern day black history. Uh, and it's funny because I talked about this with my students the other day. Um, Thug Love featuring Bone Thugs. He had a line in that, in that track that said, we all going to die. We bleed through similar veins. And when I hear that, I, I'm saying, you know what? We are all humans. We, if you cut me, if you cut a black person, if you cut a white person, you cut, you know, whoever, that blood's going to come out red. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we all people. We all people. So. Big words there. Yeah, man. You know how I do. You know, the, the, the music is my professor. It's been my teacher since day one. And I just try to take the message and give it back to the masses. Okay, so when it comes to uh, taking these lessons and giving them back to the masses, as far as everything that we went over today, um, like a final thought and everything we talked about, as far as black history, um, what's left you inspired or like what's refined your perspective on things that we've covered? I can start with me if y'all want to. Can I, I, you want me to get this one? I'll hold this down. I got you. As far as myself, even in this last week with the whole Kobe like we covered, you know, I catch myself doing things that probably shouldn't be doing or or picking up something to eat I probably shouldn't be eating. I'm like, damn, that's not mama mentality. I can't eat that. I can't. I got to keep something straight. Like, I got to be 100 with myself on everything. And that's the accountability part of everything, too. So, you know, taking it day by day, um, trying to make strides and doing right, small goals, making sure I accomplish like small things a, a bit at a time, because everything is a day at a time, and if you do these daily habits, everything uh, kind of balances itself out, so that's really been my thing. I'm taking things a day at a time, appreciating life, being grateful, thankful for what I got, and pushing forward. I, mean, I think for me, the the takeaway is just continue to of course you know try to bring people together but you know like like we've been saying those black history month everybody's not going to be on that same mindset as far as you know pushing everybody together and i'm just going to continue like if you rock with the message or you rock with what i'm trying to do we can go push together but if you have different views that's fine but you can't be part of this this movement, like, if you're not with advancing the people, like, that's fine. You know, do what you do, but I'm, I'm going to keep. I, that's my passion. Like, that's what drives me. So keeping it going for black history, keeping it going. I want to one day potentially be one of those modern-day black history, you know, persons that somebody's going to talk about because of the contributions I've made. So that's always, you know, in the back of my mind as far as, you know, why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Uh, for me, final thoughts, what I got away from this uh, podcast was just to uh, see things through, see it through. Um, like DJ was saying, hopefully one day, just leave a legacy where people can follow my, my footsteps and then innovate from there. And they just keep on pushing, pushing through, pushing and advancing the culture. Man, like you just said, man, innovation, that's, that's really what it is, man. Mm-hmm. I work in an industry where we do things a certain kind of way because we've been doing it like that for the past 50, 60 years. Like, yeah, that's inno- not, innovation is the key, key, man, with, with anything. Like, you don't want to just straight copycat the next person's move, but you see their moves, 
you see what work, tweak a little bit, flip it, innovate, and you know, add something different to the to the pot. Be inspired to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt, man. Well, I think we gave the people what they want, man. Shout out Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> taking their line, but you know, good people. It's that time. You know, enjoy this month. You know, history, black history, month of love. Mm-hmm. Go out there and be a loving person. Be a good person at that. Love on somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you know, well, if you didn't know, there's a few places you can you can check us out. You can find us at, you know, on IG, Jack of All Space CLT. Um, definitely give you the link to the podcast, anchor.fm, where we are streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Breaker, and there's a few others that I don't even know the names of, but we are streaming on there as well. We are also on YouTube. Um, like I said, you can follow us on IG. We also have Facebook, Jack of All Space. Oh, and also, too, I think, you know, this year we're going to add in write-ins. So you can actually email us about what your thoughts on the podcast was. You know, email us some ideas of what you want to hear us talk about. You know, be more interactive with y'all guys. It's, uh, the, the email address is uh, J-O-A-S-C-L-T at gmail.com. So you want to email us up, hit us up. We talk back always. Uh, did you bring it all home, DJ? All right, well, like, <laughs> listen, subscribe, share. Jack of all space CLT. And like the great Fife once said, tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. And we out. We out.